Hello, and welcome to this episode of Consumers, Cars, Tech Talk, and More with me, your host, Phil Scott. And I'm honored today to have as my guest, Ashling Antolin. So Ashling, thank you for being on the show today, Ashling. I really appreciate it. Oh my God, of course. So I have a number of questions that I would like to ask you. You seem like a very fascinating person. And um, I can't wait to get this started. So without further ado, here we go, Ashley. Let's do it. I'm excited. All right. So first of all, tell my listeners about your background, um, where you were born or where you went to school. And I'm just going to do a little spoiler now. We're both um, Cal State Fullerton alumni. So oh, yeah. <laughs> are we? yes, we are. So we're both, we both went to Cal State Fullerton, but I, I won't give away too much more other than that. Um, but uh, tell us about your major and that's gonna um, play prominently in our conversation. And um, so, but th- go ahead and tell us about yourself, Ashling. Tell, yeah, tell us absolutely. about your background. Um, so my name is Ashling. Um, I know it's a very strange name. It is Irish. Uh, my mom was born and raised in Ireland and it kind of just resonates with my family history. It was a name uh, from her favorite book. I'm actually born and raised in Orange County. Uh, I'm 23 years old. I did go to Cal State Fullerton. I spent four lovely years there. I loved my experience. Um, I majored in journalism while I was there. I had a great time doing that. Um, I went into Cal State Fullerton actually as a business student and I didn't even make it a full year in the business college. (laughs) I didn't even try. I honestly just started taking um, just like, what is it called? like your GE classes. Right. And I just realized that business wasn't something I actually wanted to do. So I kind of started exploring a little bit, realized I really liked writing. And from there, I started getting into the journalism field. But when you go into the journalism track, there's two tracks. You either go the print direction or you go kind of like the broadcast digital media direction. And yes. I took broadcast digital media because I love, love, love media consuming it, being involved with it, producing it, you know, I love creating content. And so once I kind of got my hands in there, I took over being in Titan TV and hanging out in the studio, being involved in their shows. And yeah, that's kind of where that all happened. (laughs) Now, when you were in high school, did you have that same um, interest, that that same thirst for, for journalism and just being involved in media in that way? Um, honestly, when I was in high school, I thought I wanted to major in English. I, I thought I wanted to be an English teacher until I kind of realized I don't have the patience <laughs> to, to be a teacher. <laughs> but I did always know that I liked writing. It just it was a matter of putting down um, a major to get into a school. And for some reason, I was good at math. And so I knew that if they saw that I was applying for the business school and was good at math, that I thought that that would help me get in. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of your writing, um, when you were younger, did you do more nonfiction or fictional writing? And how did, how did your writing evolve as you um, grew up? I definitely was a lot of creative writing, 100% a lot of creative writing. Um, I feel like going, like making the switch from creative writing to doing more journalism type writing, when you start taking the beginning journalism classes, it's all basically hard news. When you're in Cal State Fullerton in, in journalism tracks, whether you go the print version or the broadcast version, you're getting being taught hard news. So making that transition kind of from creative writing to more hard news style writing was a little hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but then again that's kind of why I chose the broadcast route because I was able to do I don't want to say whatever I wanted but I was involved in a couple different shows there was a hard news show that was specifically for my major that I had to do I was a part of a sports show and I was a part of like a roundtable kind of talk show and all of them I was able to give my own kind of twist to it and kind of do quote unquote what I wanted with it. Um, so once I kind of got over there, it was a lot easier for me to adjust rather from the adjustment from creative writing straight into hard, hard news type writing. Right. Um, in your opinion, what were some of the most important lessons you learned as a journalism student and how have those experiences shaped or influenced um, your career now or the things that you want to do now? Um, I would definitely say being more involved in extracurriculars versus just learning things via your classes. Um, definitely being involved with Titan TV. Like I said, I did three shows, but two of those shows were on my own time. I did not have to do those extra two shows. Mm -hmm. um, and I learned more from those two shows, probably from all my classes combined. And I hate to say it and like put it that way, but I I swear by those classes and the, or those extra shows that I did. Mm -hmm. And the people that I got to work with, I learned a lot from them on top of learning from my professors and other people that were already around me in my classes. It sounds like doing the shows were just, they just had a huge impact on you and especially just, just learning the business in general. Oh, a hundred percent. And it wasn't just all students working on these extracurricular type shows. There were other professors and advisors that were there as well who had already previously worked in the industry that I would never have met if I didn't do those shows. And learning from them as well was so beneficial on top of already learning from the professors that I already had and being involved in the, the hard news show that I was already doing. And there's something to be said too for learning from people who have been in the business or, or are still in the business, um, doing internships and that kind of thing. So there's something be, to be said for doing that as opposed to just sitting in a classroom and, and getting the information that way. So I totally agree with you. 100%. Yeah, I'm also just very much a hands-on I'm a hands-on learner. So being able to be in that environment and take in everything that I possibly could from different aspects, from a sports show to a roundtable talk show to a hard news show, taking in all of that and seeing everything across the board. By the time I graduated, I was able to narrow down my niche of where I want to be, which not to spoil it, I guess. <laughs> I, my dream job is uh, to host red carpets for someone. My dream company is E, e but for anyone, I would love to host red carpets. And, and what really excites you and, and just really gets your, your juices flowing doing red carpets? Oh, man, I love pop culture. I love pop culture. I love entertainment. I'm, I, I don't want to say I love celebrities because I don't idolize them that way. Mm -hmm. But I really enjoy being able to talk about pop culture. And I feel like hosting red carpets, you're able to dive right into that, whether it's the Oscars and you're talking about movies of the previous year, a music award show when you get to talk about all types of genres of music and talk to whoever about their music that they created and that kind of stuff. And that's kind of like what really gets me super excited about the future. <laughs> now, I, I interviewed someone, uh, Jessica Garcia, um, a few episodes back, and, and she's done red carpets. And she, she kind of echoes the same thing that, that you feel in terms of just um, being excited about doing red carpets and such. So mm -hmm. I, I can see 
I, I can see the, the, the attraction of doing that. It does seem like it's really interesting and fun. And when, when you're on the other side of the television, watching, watching people on the red carpet, it seems like some people just really, really enjoy doing it. The, the people that are the actors or whatnot who are out there, they really enjoy doing it. Oh, and, 100%. And uh, it sounds like that really excites you too. That really, that really is something that you really want to do. Um, tell us about your experience doing sports too and um, what, what lessons you learned about doing that. Oh yeah. Um, okay. So when I kind of was starting to get into my more major classes in the journalism field, I took a, uh, a sports broadcasting class because at the beginning of me getting into broadcast journalism, I thought I wanted to work in sports before I fully was like, sports is not for me. I'm going entertainment. Mm -hmm. So I took the sports broadcasting class and I met this girl and she was so awesome She's one of my really great friends. And I have to say, she's taught me a lot of what I know. And she kind of got me a little more involved. And we had to do a project for the sports broadcasting class where we had to go to a Cal State Fullerton baseball game and basically do like a package for the whole thing. Mm -hmm. We had to have like clips from the show, uh, clips from the game and like do highlights and stuff, but have like a fan cam. We were interviewing people, talking to some players at the end of the game. And kind of when I did that, I, I had a great time doing it, but that girl was like, Hey, you're actually really good at this. And like very personable, like, why don't you come hang out with us for the sports show that she was in charge of at the time. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Okay. I feel like I kind of want to go in sports. What's going to hurt me if I go and explore the option. So I went and hung out with them and we had kind of like uh, just like a meeting about it and talking about what I kind of would do, what I could bring to the table. And at the time, there was another girl there who had this segment called What the Tusk. And it was very much, it very much resonated with me. It was the segment What the Tusk was about um, professional sports, their highlights kind of, but more like the pop culture side of professional sports, talking about what they do, the rappers that they're friends with, mm -hmm. who they went to dinner with, if they're dating people. And it was very much a combination of two things I'm really a fan of, sports and drama entertainment stuff. Wow. And so that girl already had the segment. So I was like, okay, well, obviously I can't really do anything with it now. So I'll kind of just be a part of the actual sports sports side, Cal State Fullerton sports. And um, the girl ended up graduating and I ended up being able to take it over with the girl who originally asked me to come and join the sports, Titan Sports. Mm -hmm. And her and I ended up doing that segment our entire senior year. And it was the best thing ever. I loved it. I wish I could still be doing that segment right now. But from there, I, that's kind of where I learned that I want to go more towards the entertainment route rather mm -hmm. than doing sports. And just from what I can tell, just talking to you, it sounds like you have a really, really outgoing personality, which really suits that. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. But it, it you just come across as just a really sociable, outgoing person. And um, I think that will serve you well. And I think that will allow you to succeed in doing that. Um, have you always been this outgoing and social from the time you were a little one? Oh, absolutely. I was the kid that always had talks too much on their report card. <laughs> so <laughs> I knew that I was meant to be talking to someone at all times. <laughs> it's funny. I, I work with kids like that. And you can just tell that one day when they're older, they're going to 
they're going to put that chattiness to excellent use. I, I, I just, kids like that are just amazing. They're amazing to work with. And just, I mean, look at how you turned out as an adult. Now you're, you're wanting to be in entertainment. You still love being social and talking and that's awesome. Thank That's you. Awesome. Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree. I think, um, I think there's a lot of pressure on kids when it comes to stuff like that. Like when I was younger, getting talked too much on my report card was a big deal. Like I got in trouble for that kind of stuff, but now I'm like, Hey, <laughs> I could talk to anyone about just about anything. <laughs> well, how, do, how do your parents feel about you going through college and, and your career choices and what you want to do? How do uh, they feel about it? my biggest supporters honestly my mom is is so behind me on everything that i want to do even i i have a podcast as well as you know yes. um i have a podcast it is called the 20 something podcast um i had this idea come to me like a couple months ago and right when i mentioned it to her she was like absolutely let's do it can i do anything and i was like no you cannot you are a financial person but thank you for your support <laughs> but she she's my biggest fan and she's always behind me so she knows exactly what i want to do and and she's I mean, it was different when our parents were trying to get jobs, like when they graduated from college or from high school, it was a little easier for them to get jobs or get into the industry that they wanted to get in. So right now, kind of the transition from college to more adult life and getting a quote unquote, a big kid job. Um, it's a little more difficult now. Mm -hmm. It's all about who you know. And I feel like that's something where she doesn't 100% get it yet, mm -hmm. where you have to kind of start somewhere like getting to know people and like networking that kind of stuff you know right exactly yeah well that i'm glad you mentioned the podcast because on the other side of the break i want to talk about your podcast yes yes <laughs> yes <laughs> that's my next question so when we come back to more consumers cars tech talk and more with phil scott we are going to discuss that today my guest is ashling Antolin, and we will be right back with more consumers, cars, tech talk, and more with me, your host, Phil Scott. We'll be right back. Welcome back to more Consumers, Cars, Tech Talk, and more with me, your host, Phil Scott, and my guest today, Ashling Antolin. So Ashling, thank you so much for being on the show again today. I appreciate it. Oh my goodness, of course. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Again, thank you for doing the podcast. I was really excited to get you to come on. Well, now I want to talk about your podcast the 20-something podcast, Yes. what your goals are for it, and just tell us about it. Expand more on, on how it came about. You mentioned it a little bit in the last segment, but let's get a little more into that because it's, it's really fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this, <laughs> this podcast was more of like an existential crisis, I guess. <laughs> I, um, you know, just during COVID and stuff, I've been unemployed this whole time. As a creative person, it's been very hard for me. I've been applying for so many jobs, and I think I might be going a little too hard on myself because I'm applying for jobs at major networks. So they get 
thousands of applicants, you know, mm-hmm. um, but just, it gets discouraging. So I kind of had a moment where I was like, okay, let's pause for a minute. You need a new creative space. I had launched my blog a little while ago. I want to say in like August, I launched my blog mm-hmm. and that's been very fun. It's been really great, but it just wasn't a big enough creative space for me. I needed something that would take up a little more of my time, would give me a little bit more of a hobby, I guess. But at the same time, I wanted to build a portfolio for myself so that when I do start being able to network a little bit better than via the internet, and I would be able to have something that I can show people and say, hey, I have an actual personality and I can host and I can do this and I can talk to people and this, that, and the other. And so thus the 20 something podcast was born. And from there, I kind of took it as I have a lot of really, really cool friends that do a lot of really cool things Mm -hmm. from people that work in music and have their own band to brand ambassadors and makeup artists and models. And I'm surrounded by so many cool creatives and I wanted them to come and talk to me about what they do and how they're handling it all in their twenties. And that's kind of where the show is right now. And I think that's, boy, you talk about just building just like a good audience to start from that. That's a great idea that you did that. And um, what has been your reception so far from people in social media and your friends and family and such? What, what has that been like for you? I have been getting the most positive responses. It has been absolutely baffling and I'm so excited about it. Even when I just, I announced my podcast, I was very dramatic with the announcement because I wanted the rollout to be very much on brand with myself. And so I had announced the podcast and dropped like a teaser and it was everywhere, everywhere. I had people that I haven't even talked to in a couple of years that were reposting the story and talking about it and sharing it. And it was such a cool response. But wow. on top of that, even now, I'm a, I'm four episodes in right now. I'm actually done for the year. I, my next episode won't come out until uh, January. But even now, four episodes in, I've already gotten messages from people that I don't know that have somehow found my podcast and been like, hey, this is cool. Thank you so much for doing this. It resonates with me. You're really good at this. Like, thank you for putting this type of content out and being so real. And when I get messages like that, I get really overwhelmed and like cry tears of joy. And I don't think people realize it affects me like that, but it's been so cool just having random people reach out to me about that. Well, I'll tell you, just have, having done my podcast now, um, I've, I'm in 26 episodes um, as of as we're recording this one. I've done 26 and it's just fulfilling like you said when COVID I mean it's just forced a lot of people to rethink things and to think outside the box and to do things like for me like ever since I was in high school I wanted to be a talk show host Mm -hmm. something I wanted to do for a while I started off oddly enough when I started college I was a journalism major ah yes I ended up being an English major really yes so it's funny how our our uh, lives have kind of had these this intertwined uh, theme here i know look at us yeah so it's funny that i ended up getting back into journalism um after i graduated I, i did my undergrad work at san diego state and then i started off in a master's program so i have my my undergrad degree my ba in english from san diego state 
then I started off in a master's program in English. I'm like, my semester in, I'm like, you know, I, I like writing, but I love popular culture too. <laughs> so what I ended up doing was I said, you know what, I gotta, I've got to find a new major. So I stopped my master's program at San Diego State. Um, I started looking for another major. I love to write. I ended up writing a 200 plus page master's thesis at the end of it. Um, so I ended up looking for another major. I ended up at Cal State Fullerton in the American Studies program. And that's how I got my master's degree and how I ended up at Cal State Fullerton. I ended up getting my master's degree in American Studies. And I ended up writing my master's thesis on the Corvette and the Mustang and why they're icons in American culture. Oh, wow. So <laughs> I, 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 have, I had this passion for writing. Uh -huh. um, that's why I decided I could have tested my way out of the program, but I decided to, to do the thesis because I love to write. So I traveled across the country and I met people in Corvette clubs and Mustang clubs. And I got a, went to the Corvette Museum and I did a research at Duke University. I was all over the place. Oh my goodness, that is so cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Like it took me four years <laughs> to, to get that master's degree because the first, I'd say the first two years, it was mainly just coursework, but I knew doing the thesis, it was gonna take me longer, especially the length of thesis that I was going to write. It was gonna take a while. So I'd started my research early on in my master's program while I was doing my work, my um, coursework um, in classes. But then I, as that went on, I, I started to accumulate more research. And then when I started just the thesis writing, mm -hmm. then that, that gave me a good head start, but it took a while. It took a while to do the interviews and do all the traveling and everything, but it was worth it. For me, it was worth it. So. Um, I can see why people change majors and such. And when you have all of these different interests to, to draw it back to the original point I was making, um, COVID has just forced a lot of people to do different things. And it, it allowed me to, to finally start my podcast and it allowed oh, yeah. you to think outside of the box and to say, Hey, I, I need to create more. And that's me. I'm a creative person too. So I, this is something, like I said, I wanted to do since high school. I, I, for me, it was unusual because I didn't know other kids my age that listened to talk shows like I did. But I just, mm -hmm. it just seemed kind of interesting to to interview people and to learn about people and to talk to them one on one. And so I started my podcast, and you needed that creative outlet for yourself. And so you started your podcast, and man, look how it's turning out. I know. Isn't that crazy? I'm sure yours is doing just as well, but it's so crazy to, to realize that you need a creative space and pulling the trigger on a project that you've either been anticipating, wanting to do, just kind of a little feeling eh about it, you know, and just pulling the trigger on it and seeing it be successful and coming out exactly the way you want it. It's just, it's such a cool feeling. So I'm glad you were able to do that as well. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's, 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 it's quite the process to just kind of sit there and say okay well first of all you have to think about well, what is my show going to be about and see I have for myself I have all these different interests which is why the title of the show is what it is yeah I, I love to talk to people too one-on-one -on -one. Mm -hmm. like I'm the sh you wouldn't know it but I'm like the shyest guy ever but when I'm talking to people one-on-one -on -one, I really I really feel like I'm in my element 
And that's why I love doing podcasts so much and just talking to people because it's so interesting to, to get that information um, and to just talk to people. I mean, you wouldn't, people who know me very well would be very surprised that I'm doing a podcast, but that's, that's something, like I said, I've wanted to do it since I was a teenager. So for me, it comes naturally to do this. Well, so. I'm surprised that you're telling me that you're shy. I don't think you're shy at all. <laughs> That's I really am. I really am just painfully shy. But <laughs> the, the the funny thing is, and I didn't think I'd be talking about myself during this interview, but <laughs> here I go. Um, when I was when I was I started off at a community college, mm-hmm. and I think it must have been maybe semester three or something. I took a public speaking class because I was so shy. I took a public speaking class because I was so painfully shy and it helped it. I mean, it did wonders for me. Mm -hmm. But one thing before that, when I was in high school, um, we had our baccalaureate and uh, I gave a speech at my baccalaureate. And that was like the first time I I gave a speech. Well, the second time, first time was in when I was in the third grade, I gave a speech in front of the school, the whole speech, I looked down at the stage, <laughs> I never looked at the audience <laughs> out in the crowd, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So fast forward years later, when I was a my last week of senior year in high school, and I give this speech, and I'm actually looking at the crowd, and I was so scared, but it was something that I really wanted to do. And that gave me a little bit of like, wow, I can, I can do this. I was scared, but I could do it. But I still needed that public speaking class um, in college to help me along. And I, that helped a lot. And then I ended up teaching too. So I know I needed it if I wanted to teach kids and be in front of crowds. And I've actually taught a course at the college level too, mm-hmm. um, a U.S. history class. And it was fascinating. It was fun. It was really fun. And I tried to make my course different. I, I would have discussions, class discussions with the classes, and I'd bring materials in from outside of the textbook because it's boring when you're sitting there. And you probably know this too. It's just, it's just boring to sit there and to have someone teach from a textbook and that's it. Oh, 100%. 100%. You want, you want more meat in your class you want to get more knowledge you don't want to just learn everything from a textbook absolutely that's why I picked journalism I was able to get my hands in and do what I needed to do there I took you know what's funny is I took one American studies class and you said earlier that you wrote your thesis about Mustangs and Corvettes and why they're like so iconic and American ideals I guess I don't know history yeah <laughs> history American mm-hmm. history and when I, I took one American studies class and my final paper that I wrote for that class, they literally, my professor was like, you can write about whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And so my entire 10 page thesis was about Game of Thrones. Wow. <laughs> and it was awesome. So I heavily resonate with not wanting to be taught by just strictly a textbook. Oh yeah, that that's that's just so boring to, to learn like that. And, and that was the reason why I wanted to write a thesis too, because- I wanted to write about something that was interesting, but different. So I loved American culture. I loved cars. So it was just a perfect marriage between the two. 100%. And it turned out great. Um, so, man, it's, it's just great to hear, Ashling, that you've had such a positive um, response to your 
um, to your podcast. Uh, tell us about a few of your guests that you've had and why you chose the guests that you've had. Oh, absolutely. Um, so when I launched the podcast, <laughs> my first guest uh, was Rebecca Black, uh, the girl who sang Friday. And she and I went to high school together. Wow. And I felt she would be a really cool guest. She had kind of, I don't want to say reestablished herself, but kind of came back into the limelight because she's very popular on TikTok right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, her and I have always kept in contact with each other um, because she's one of my friends and we've just kept up on social media pretty much like always just keeping up with each other she's released music since we graduated and she's a fantastic singer some people still associate her only with a song she put out when she was 13 years old but she is phenomenal she is so funny she's outgoing and she's just awesome and so I knew that all around I kind of wanted her to be first Mm -hmm. and so she was awesome to have the second guest that I had her name was Alex and uh Alex and I met on Twitter and she works or she worked for E! News and she had it in her Twitter bio and when I saw that was in her Twitter bio I reached out to her and I was like hey can I pick your brain about working at E! News and so she said yes and we became friends and we've been friends ever since so I had her on to talk about kind of working uh, in LA and like the adjustment to moving there and like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, I had my friend Kendall come on, who is a professional makeup artist. Uh, she worked in the makeup industry uh, for brands like uh, Kim Kardashian, West Beauty, Fashion Nova, Charlotte Tilbury, and she's a freelance uh, makeup artist as well. Mm-hmm. So just kind of bringing in my really sick friends to carry the show for me. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And tell us before I forget to mention this tell us your your social media sites your websites tell us your our listeners what those sites are and then i'll post those links on the show notes oh absolutely um my instagram is at v-s-h-l-i-n-g uh, my twitter handle is at ashling antolin my website is ashlingantolin.com and yeah i think that's it those are my real those are my important socials <laughs> awesome all right well ashling we're gonna take another break and we're going to talk more about, and this is something that's that's really been kind of a common thing with me asking my guests about being role, a role model and what who your role models are. So I'm going to ask you that on the other side of the break. So we'll be right back with more consumers, cars, tech talk, and more with me, your host, Phil Scott. We'll be right back. Welcome back to more consumers, cars, tech talk, and more with me, your host, Phil Scott, and my host, or actually my guest, not my host. (laughs) I'm the host. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. And and my guest, and I'm not going to edit this out of the show either. I'm leaving this in (laughs) to show that we are not perfect. Mainly me. I am not perfect. Uh, My guest, Ashling Antolin. So Ashling, thank you for being on the show. Of I appreciate course. it again. So I wanted to ask you now about uh, being a role model, because that's something that I've asked some of my guests in the past. And I, to me, especially for females, I know what a struggle it's been for females in our society. 
and what what things that they've had to go through and especially with the me too mo- movement that's been around the last couple of years mm-hmm. um i it, to me it's been really important to to ask um female guests this question but who have been your mo- your, your role models excuse me who have been your role models um growing up um um who who are some of your role models now as an adult and some of your role models maybe in the industry and why um, okay, let's start, let's start with my role models growing up. I mean, uh, my staple role model at all times is my mom. She is the most amazing woman. She is so hardworking and she's so smart and I just, I love her. She will always be my role model, young, middle-aged, old, I don't care. <laughs> she will be my role model forever. That's um, awesome. When I was a child though, I did heavily idolize celebrities. So when I was younger, one of my role models was Miley Cyrus. I was obsessed with her when I was younger. I'm talking Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus. I <laughs> loved her. Um, I would say now I obviously still my mother. Um, definitely like just a lot of people that work in the industry that I would like to go into. I'm obsessed with Erin Lim. She is a, a host for E! Entertainment and I'm just so obsessed with her. I think she's amazing mm-hmm. at what she does. I think she's amazing in general. I follow her socials. Um, I feel like I know her, <laughs> but she's, she's awesome. I really, really like look up to her and, and I take notes from things that she does on, on the everyday. Um, definitely. I had a couple professors who I really looked up to that, that had a lot of insight um, on certain things. I wouldn't, you know, I really wouldn't say I have much more than that. I try really hard to, to not idolize people in, in that kind of light. I know role models aren't super idolized like that, but it's hard to look at someone and be like, that's my role model. I want to do everything that they do because you almost set yourself up for, I don't want to say disappointment because everything's able to be accomplished, but Mm -hmm. in the sense that it doesn't happen or in the opportunity that it doesn't happen, then you feel like you failed. So I try to keep it like there are people that I admire and I think that they're really good at what they do. And I will take bits and pieces from a lot of people, but I don't feel like I have a specific role model other than my mom. Do you feel like in in your own life experience that it's important for you yourself to be a, a good role model for people who are coming up in the business or seeing you doing what you're doing? Um, I want to say yes, but kind of circling back, I feel like the title role model is really hard to, to put on anyone these days. I mean, I'm sure you've seen like people like Cardi B or Kim Kardashian or Megan Thee Stallion and like these really strongly empowered women who are very open about themselves and people commenting on their stuff saying, my 13 year old daughter is a fan of yours. How could you post this? You're supposed to be a role model. Mm -hmm. They're whole ass adults. They should not be responsible for anyone. So I hope that there are people that can look up to me and feel comfortable coming to me for advice, but I never want anyone to think that I feel like I'm responsible for leading them in a certain direction. Mm Obviously, I'm not Cardi B. I'm not making the salad. I'm not Kim Kardashian. But I hope that I never, it never comes to anything like that where someone is like, why are you doing that? My daughter follows you or my son follows you. You know, I don't, I don't want to have to have that kind of pressure. But in the sense of the work that I'm doing, mm-hmm. I hope that somebody could be like, hey, 
that's cool. I should try that. I will reach out to her to see if she'll help me with this. Then yes. What advice would you give other recent college grads or people starting their careers right now based on your own experiences? There's no such thing as a perfect plan. Everything right. will happen exactly the way that it is supposed to. Do, if your plan does not go according to, do not stress, do not freak out. Everything happens exactly the way it's supposed to on the timeline that it is meant to. If you didn't get a job that you wanted, it is because you're going to get a better job in the future. Do not, do not hold yourself to ridiculous standards because everyone has their own path. Well said. What are some of your hopes, your dreams, and your goals for 2021 and in the future too? Uh, definitely in 2021, I would like to get uh, a job. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with the job thing, um, but not, not just any job. I would like to get a job somehow in entertainment, and that would be just about anything across the board. Um, definitely that. I hope, I hope, hope, hope to kind of just have my ish together mm -hmm. by next year. And by that, I mean, having a job, being able to move out again, um, having my own place and just, just stuff like that, being able to live comfortably and not having to stress. And I feel like everybody's kind of in that boat, you know, recovering from the pandemic. Right. So I feel like everyone's kind of in the same boat right now. And I was going to ask you quickly too, about COVID-19 and how, it's how, how it's affected you, people you know, and did, have you personally known someone who's actually had it? Um, I'm very thankful to say that it hasn't affected me as poorly as I have seen it affect other people. Um, as for the people around me, the same, very fortunate. Um, uh, I don't, I know a couple people that have had it. I have not had COVID very thankful for that. No one in my family has had it. I just, I know a couple people who are friends of friends or friends that have had it. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, I've been very lucky and very safe and trying to be as cautious as I can. Yeah. I think that's been the whole thing with this, just trying to be as careful and socially distant as you can um, by, by just a lot of it is just being responsible, but some I, I've, I've known of relatives, back east that have um, gotten COVID um, mm -hmm. within like the last couple of months. Um, knock on wood, I've not gotten it or no one close around me has gotten the coronavirus. So yeah, it's just, it's just, you, you just got to be careful. And um, thankfully we're getting vaccines for it. So I know I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. So it's, man it's just you just gotta wait it out and just gotta take precautions and be careful um that's the thing so 100 oh, wow so wow this has been awesome ashling um, this has been so awesome just i appreciate you coming on the show of course and, yeah thanks so much for having me i really appreciate it this is the first uh podcast i've ever been a guest on really yeah yeah well, I'm honored you chose mine. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're such an engaging, like I said, outgoing guest and you're easy to talk to. And I know my listeners will love hearing you and 
hearing your opinion and hearing your thoughts and your story. And thank you so much for sharing it with them. Of course. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. So that is the end of this episode of Consumers, Cars, Tech Talk, and More with me, your host, Phil Scott. Everyone be safe. Take care. Take care of one another. And we'll talk again soon. Everyone, have a great day. Have a great week. And take care. Bye-bye.